I'm sorry for the wait. I'm tighter than these. I'm chafing. Pocket full of crumbs. I'm a breadwinner. Jello beats. Holla at me. Uh, I'm sorry for the wait. I'm aiming at your beats by Dr. Dre. I put up some ornaments today. Swear here every day I holiday. This is sorry for the wait too. That AK shoot like K do. Had to tell myself tune just stay tuned. What's going on internet, Analytic here aka Dreams and I would like to welcome you to mine, which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast. I'm your hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in. For episode 27 we're going to be getting into Rowdy Rebel, Lil Wayne No Ceilings 3, Side B, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and the cops or being ordered to give NBA Youngboy $47,000. But before that, make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities. Also, make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show, helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses. Now that I've survived through the intro, let's get into the quote of the pod. Okay, getting into the quarter of the pod, we're going to switch gears up a little bit. And usually what I like to do for hip hop topics, I try to stay away from not the street aspect of it, because that's a real thing with hip hop. So it's kind of like you got to take the good and what you have, you have to take the good with the bad and you can't do without either or it would just be fake. So we're going to get into more of a street aspect of hip hop as we're going to be talking about Rowdy Rebel finally being released from prison and the biggest deal uh well the biggest reason this is such a big deal is because he's part of uh gs9 with bobby schmurda another rapper that was in well convicted in serving time in prison and actually he just he tried to have bail and get out early but he was denied bail and was not bail denied early release and was sentenced not sentenced but like he's gonna Basically, he's serving out his full year. So he will his his full sentence. So, you know, sometimes you can get out early. They're they're making him serve out his full sentence. And so he doesn't get out to early. No, not early. Late 2021. So with Rowdy Rebel, he's finally out. And the biggest deal about that was because Bobby Schmurder kind of took a like took a deal so that Rowdy Rebel would get home earlier than him, which is looked as for the hip-hop community they took that as commendable and so when he finally got out they're trying to give him all the flowers for keeping it real quote unquote like i said we're going to get into the street aspect and and how the hip-hop world kind of embraces that but at the same time try to tries to do away with that which is kind of hypocritical but anyways Rowdy Rebel signs to Epic Records. <laughs> I don't even know what that word was, but anyways, Epic Records <laughs> with Bobby and scored. Well, help Bobby with his hot. Well, I can't really. I don't even know how to say the the censored version of the title without just 
I don't know. Anyways, uh, and he had and Bobby had a hit song called Shmoney. Not Shmoney, like the Shmoney dance was kind of with the with the hot song. So, um, Rowdy Rebel was just a part of that along with Bobby. But with where the careers went, not as I don't think it went down, but where the careers ended up being kind of interrupted was where the police got involved, and because of what. Bobby kind of said in a song and just real life events that happened. The police need already had all they needed to to convict them. And that's what they did. So Rowdy Rebel, Bobby Schmurda, and 13 members of the GS9 crew went to jail in December 2014. So this is not no, they didn't do like two months and got out or a, a year or two year, three. No, they they've been in prison <laughs> for six years and they were being investigated by the nypd for two years so throughout the case rowdy rebel was eventually charged with attempted murder cr uh, criminal possession of a weapon conspiracy attempted murder attempted assault and reckless endangerment all in the span of like three days when they came and got him but they was building up this case for two years Rowdy pleaded guilty and uh, to to get a lighter sentence, which he did. Bobby Schmurder, he pled guilty to a lot of conspiracies, and the way that he handled his gave Rowdy the option to get less time. And y'all probably wonder how does that work? Well, I'm not, <laughs> I'm definitely not the judge, but in, in legal terms, somebody didn't quote unquote snitch, so somebody else didn't get the full sentence where they would have gotten if Bobby Schmurder um, would have told the whole story. So if you wonder about Bobby Schmurder, he was sentenced to seven years in prison, followed by five years of post-release supervision. So he's going to be getting out December 2021. But like I said, his latest bid for parole was denied. So they told him like, hey, look, you're going to serve this full sentence. Like we wanted to give you more, but this is all like, this is kind of all we have on you. So we're just going to give you this and then you can go on with, uh, yeah, you can go on with your life. <laughs> so, and you hate to see it too, because they were so young, Rowdy and Bobby Schmurder, um, respectively. And it's just like in the hip hop culture, this is like glorified, like somebody being of that life and being a real person just a real gangster is looked at in the hip-hop community as something that's it's something that's substantial something that you can make money off of and something that pushes the culture forward all this talk about rappers not wanting to promote a certain certain uh or promote violence or anything that's, that's really not the case because Anytime they try to go back to sell a single, they are in the cameras shooting videos with guns, gangster, well not gangster, like uh, allegedly gangster uh, gang members and just a lot of things that go on in the hip hop community as with what happens in other genres of music, it wouldn't be allowed at all. So kind of with hip hop, they embrace the gangster lifestyle and just... The violence on how drug um, weapons and and just 
violence is handled in the street code quote unquote like this is literally stuff they come up with like it's things like if you tell on somebody you are like a rat but if you shoot somebody for if you shoot somebody for protecting your uh friend like you're you are real you know like a son this may be too hopefully y'all don't uh catch the example i'm about to use but let's say somebody is your friend right let's say y'all go to a party and at this party there's somebody who's over there who really doesn't like your friend and y'all know that too but y'all just try to stay uh separated and just like enjoy your time let's say that person who doesn't like your friend eventually comes over and just does no talking whatsoever and just starts beating like just starts beating him down like bad like they get into a fight but it gets to a point that you're like okay he definitely can't beat this dude like he's getting whooped right now and you pull out a gun and you shoot him and that person who's beating your friend dies that's considered in the hip-hop community real so it's it's one of those things where it's very hypocritical about the way that big artists promote violence but at the same time they try to uh they try to condemn it when it actually happens like oh we wanted you to be real but you didn't have to shoot him that's just stupid like it's one of those things that um it's like it's one of those things that jay-z said like if you shoot me you're fa- famous but if i shoot you i'm 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 name no something like i'm brainless yeah i think that was the line you shoot me you uh you shoot me you're famous but if i shoot you i'm brainless so that was like a, a line from jay-z that he said and it's really just true because in hip hop is so glorified about violence and just killing and just not all rappers like it's not 90 per- actually it might be not it's a it's a high percentage because it's very easy to rap about there's no artist there's no uh very successful artist in the hip hop game that hasn't talked about or rapped about violence so with that being said you kind of get a standing on where hip hop is um, monetizing off of the the way that the hip hop culture just gets money off of just people not dying, but just promoting a lifestyle that you wouldn't want to live yourself. That's why NBA Young Boy so like. Whenever he puts stuff out, like people just flock to it, just love streaming his songs. That's why people like Lil Baby. It's just the authenticity of the artist that's delivering the street gangster rap really comes across in the music. And it's so real that you can kind of feel it. But it gets to the point, like with Tay K, you either end up dead or in jail. And I can name other rappers, but I'm just going to say take K for right now. So with Rowdy Rebel getting home, not to like, that was that was pretty uh, a morbid side note or a tangent. But it's, it's real in the case of this. Like Rowdy Rebel got home because, well, he went to prison because of what he did and then got back and was called a real one. Very interesting. So how Rowdy Rebel went sh- uh, what he do after he got out of prison went straight to the studio to pick up where he left off in 2014 and he's been making music 
obviously he gave fans a little snippet of music he was making him in the studio with like i think his shirt was off i don't know he was like going crazy in the studio i don't know what he was doing i'm just glad that there was people there to take care of him and just give him a great welcoming party like a, a great welcome party home like you know just like a welcome home party so it was just one of those things that rowdy rebel um seemed like he enjoyed and it didn't go unnoticed as artist young thug made a promise that he would give him a chain when he got out and he kept his promise after he got out of prison and actually gave him a uh i think it was like a ysl chain and i think that hold on, let me see he gave him a diamond encrusted he did, gave him two a pair of diamond encrusted chains the so young thug was just showing his appreciation for the way that him and body Schmurder kind of held down the street code and another tidbit about the rowdy rebel situation is he calls uh, bobby Schmurder after being released from prison also and he showed it on um his instagram live i believe yes yeah, instagram live and just wanted Bobby Schmurter to know that he was still loved and wanted him to hear. Well, no, wanted him to know that he was on live with all his fans and that they love him and that he's going to get home soon and that he's going to hold it down for him. And Bobby also, also said some things of his own saying, quote, I love all my fans. I love all the support. We'll be right there. Don't even trip. Well, no, I love all my fans. I love all the support. After Rowdy had him say something to his fans. And then he said, quote, we'll be right there. Don't even trip. Talking about him and Rowdy Rebel when he gets back. Because Bobby Schmurter, like, like, he was, he could have got out early. Like, but he took a later sentence to, for, to lessen Rowdy Rebel's sentence. So it was just one of those things that it's not the worst thing to to glorify but it's definitely not something that i personally would um hold as to a high standard but that's the hip-hop <laughs> that's the hip-hop culture what are you gonna do i mean you're gonna stop listening to the music that's kind of one of those things that's like hypocritical like at the same time i try to point out where hip-hop kind of strays in the in the place of uh, no return but at the same time artists are providing soundtracks to your life like whether whether you realize it or not if you actually listen to music on a consistent basis that music is becoming a soundtrack to your life and when you get older 10 5 to 10 years down the road when you listen back to that you're going to be able, be able to recall specific events that was going on throughout the time of you listening to that music so it's a very much a love-hate relationship with hip-hop and with the Rowdy Rebel situation. I just wanted to point that out of one of the most notoriously um, glorified aspects of the hip-hop culture. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio and let me know what do you think of Rowdy Rebel's whole situation with him getting out. And do you think... Bobby Schmurder and Rowdy Rebel will be able to pick up where they left off from 2014. So yeah, that's all I had to say about the Rowdy Rebel situation. Now we're going to switch it up and get into music. 
getting into music we're going to talk about something that came out last week but i'm covering i'm covering it technically i did cover a song off of it but i'm covering the full thing this week and not even the full project i'm covering the b-side i'm talking about Lil wayne dropping no ceilings 3 the deluxe edition featuring a lot of not a lot of artists featuring actually i don't really know too much of the features because the way he released this was on a mixtape app so the features was bright on some of them but other ones you know how the mixtape apps are like it's very it's not as cohesive as the spotify apple platforms like they don't have to put credits they don't even have to own the beat like all of these beats that Lil Wayne was rapping over I'm he doesn't own them like he barely owns his own music and <laughs> that's no slight to Lil Wayne I'm just saying like factually Lil Wayne doesn't own a lot of his own music if any of it I think he just sold his masters but we'll talk about that some other time so Lil Wayne dropped um I wouldn't say highly anticipated he, he dropped a project that did good for for being released on a mixtape only platform so he dropped no ceilings three side b it featured big sean featured uh rich the kid euro don't know who that is little twist and two chains and people knew that this was coming because at the end of afro dj khaled kind of uh told the listeners that part two was coming soon like literally so <laughs> it wasn't too much of a surprise for this to come in and it was one it, it was something that was welcomed by his fans as Lil Wayne fans just love when he raps. And best believe me, Lil Wayne will rap about nothing <laughs> for a whole project if he can get away with it. So but rap in a way that's very um high skill level, but still not the subject matter's not too heavy. But it's always been Lil Wayne. Like that's always been Lil Wayne. So he dropped the he dropped the anticipated uh, B side the the week after, and this caught my eye immediately when I saw featuring Big Sean. So y'all already know what that means. I listened to Tyler Hero as soon as the B side dropped, and listened to Big Sean just go crazy, all type of uh, metaphors and triple entendres, of course, because of what he's capable of, and he's just the I think he's the best rapper of 2020. But I'm gonna actually talk about that in my uh, dreams favorites. That's a I think that's gonna be like a whole podcast that I'm gonna do. If y'all want to, y'all let me know down in the comments, not comment section. I, I keep thinking this is YouTube. Let me know. Uh, click my link here in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Um, what do you? Um, would you want a whole podcast just of me breaking down my favorite music over the year? Because I really like. I keep listening. I listen to a lot of music, which kind of comes across in my podcast, which I think is why my um, music sections do better than my gaming. Even though my gaming, like, that Among Us one, so I can't even, I can't really even say that anymore because my Among Us segment did really well. It's doing really well. Like it's almost catching up to my Juice World, which is crazy. So, anyways, back on topic. <laughs> so yeah, let me know in my uh, one of my social medias if you really want me to drop my list of music because i think it's pretty solid but y'all can be the judge of that so getting back to this mixtape that's really it that's that's all i really have for the mixtape like i like the the big sean feature but of course i have more like critiques of the album that's not all i listen for because i respect lil wayne too much to just listen to him for another feature so the b-side had started off with tyler hero featuring big sean i thought that track was the best off of the b-side 
because of Big Sean's verse and because of Lil Wayne leading into Big Sean's verse. Then we had Layaway. Uh, Layway. Oh, and also I would play snippets of that song and two other songs off the off of here where I usually what I usually do, but y'all know if I can't find a clean version, I'm just not gonna play it. So couldn't find a clean version. Trying to keep this podcast PG for the sponsors. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna um Yeah, we're gonna keep on pushing. I'm gonna keep my uh descriptions kind of vivid to so y'all can know what these songs kind of sound like. Well not sound like, but yeah, so I can't really Anyways, I do have something special that I want to do for this, like just because I can't play snippets. But we're gonna get into that later. You know, I'm getting I'm getting too ahead of myself. You know, I'm getting too ahead of myself. Anyways, so get into layaway. I keep saying layaway. It's called layaway. That track was not. Uh, it was okay. It was definitely a letdown from Tyler Hero. Then we get into number track number three, low down, and it's literally the low down beat from Lil Baby. Like some of these, you can't really tell from the title. Like, I thought Ring Ring would have been him using the uh, Ring Ring uh, instrumental from Juice World, the song. But it was a whole nother beat. I don't know what type of beat it was. So, even though it had the title Low Down, I still didn't know it would be the Low Down beat from Lil Baby. But it actually ended up being the Low Down beat from Lil Baby. And Lil Wayne just, like, floated and just wrapped all over this beat. Like, structure, not structurally, because he didn't have a... No, I think he did have a chorus. He was talking about his gun shooting like his electrocuting him or something like that you know how Lil Wayne does he raps about anything but he makes it sound good so low down I think he I think this was one of the standout tracks on the side B mixtape because I feel like people compare Lil Baby and Lil Wayne so much that you can't really eat you can't the whole reason Lil Baby is compared to Lil Wayne is because of how the voices and inflection is used on the track in the way they talk because it's, it's so unique the way they rap sounds weird until you hear them talk and you're like they really sound like this without any type of uh mixing mastering like they their voices sound like this like their voices sound this the voices sound unique you know what i mean so it's kind of like and they both carry that street aspect and they both can rap about just anything and make it sound good even though Lil Baby has started to touch on topics which is why I think he was the MVP not of this year I think he was the I think he was like I don't know I don't know what type of award I would give him but basically first team all NBA (laughs) like Lil Baby was up there in the in the ranks of artists this year and hip-hop artists like he was really rapping so I think that's why they compare him to Lil Wayne because the run he's going on right now, he puts out anything and is going top five in Billboard. Like it's just it's going top five. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's, he's he's one of the hottest artists music-wise <laughs> that's put out music this year. So Lil Wayne just fits perfectly on any little uh, little baby beat, and it's not much of a. a it's not much of a distinction or just like you can't really tell like Lil Wayne could literally rap like baby and you would think that's well okay that's going a little far but Lil Wayne let's just say Lil Wayne does the best Lil Baby impersonation on Lowdown and it, it it sounds great track number four throw baby featuring Rich the Kid um I love the title, <laughs> but uh, the song is okay. Like it's just solid. 
track number five beauty and the beast uh, it was it was um an interesting title but the song didn't live i don't think the song lived up to it <laughs> track number six peanut butter it was solid track number seven pop off it was okay track number eight ring ring featuring euro this is where we got to the part of the mixtape where it was just it was all right you know just listen to Lil wayne rap because he's a legend number track number nine bagging it was okay track number 10 burner solid <laughs> and then you get to track number 11 something to prove another little baby beat and he just went crazy on it again and i think it's just because he does the best impersonation of little baby like little baby literally is probably heavily inspired by Lil wayne hence why Lil wayne was on his last album so it's just like he fits perfectly on any little baby beat in my opinion like look like if you look up little baby type beat it's basically looking up Lil wayne type beat like i mean obviously not because you know Lil wayne in 09 and the, the type of um what was a Swiss uh, just blaze type beats like not of course not that but little baby type beats is literally like something that Lil Wayne would rap on which hence is why he used two of the beats on his mixtape then he number 12 uh he have these that's why I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it these and that track was solid it was okay and the 13 and 14 was just it was all right so my favorites that I would play snippets of was Tyler Hero featuring Big Sean Layway which was a little baby type beat and then some to prove which low down and some to prove with both little baby instrumentals and he just floated off of it so like effortlessly and let me let me know if i'm tripping on the little baby little wayne comparison but i think they have a lot of similarities now we're going to get into my little segment that i kind of want to get uh, I kind of want to use because like if I can't play a snippet I'd rather give some type of fan interaction of the Lil Wayne b-side mixtape because you gotta bring some type of immersion to the album I feel like and me not having snippets you can't re- you can't really hear what I like best about the mixtape so I'd rather you hear what the internet like best about the mixtape if that makes sense give you some type of inclusion on how the quote-unquote as hip-hop would put it the streets are talking <laughs> but yeah we're gonna get into the little i don't know why i type little carter but we're gonna be using twitter for this because i think that's the best way to to, to get actual feedback because most of youtube and instagram are kind of jokes but you can kind of find like constructive criticism sometimes on twitter like Y'all may think that's crazy, but y'all probably don't follow the right people. <laughs> but anyways, so let's see what the public feels about Lil Wayne's uh, No Ceilings 3 B-side. So, of course, Lil Wayne, uh, Big Sean put a, vi- a snippet out, you know, just of him promoting the track he had with Lil Wayne over the Tyler Hero instrumental. So he was promoting that a lot. Uh, it's funny how I see Eminem all on the timeline. People did not really care about to put their two cents in about this mixtape. That's unfortunate. I'm literally seeing Eminem promotion in the uh, No Siblings Three like section. That's that's a different type of fan base right now, right right there. 
like Eminem is just all over this. So people don't really care. Somebody said, I didn't need a side B to know Silix 3, but I'm still going to listen to it. Okay, yeah, I'm done. That's all I really wanted to hear. So people feeling the same way I'm feeling. Like nobody was really anticipating this mixtape, but at the same time, Lil Wayne's a rap, <laughs> a rap legend, icon, every name you can use in the book. So we're gonna we're gonna still respect him. Like, it's kinda like one of those guys who played in the league, but is in the um is in the uh, YMCA league now and, and he's he's trying to he's trying to get him some buckets. Like it's just like okay, yeah, just let him do him. I mean he used to be a bucket, so not to say Lil Wayne fell off, cause that was that was kind of a wild comparison to say Lil Wayne fell off, but that's not what I was trying to get across. I was just trying to say that he's the legend, so sometimes you just gotta let legends rock. And what's up with all the Eminem promotion when I look up Lil Wayne? Like, come on, like we can't get any no, I'll just play. Okay, let me chill. If I get too deep into it. Okay, so yeah. Um, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Lil Wayne's no ceiling side? no ceilings three side b or b side whatever and do you think that lil wayne should drop music constantly like he is or should he chill out and start to drop every other year so yeah that's really the the big question i have with lil wayne because i feel like that's a tough balance to find with him because it's just should lil wayne put out a lot of music should lil wayne not put out is Lil Wayne not putting out enough music or should he just not even care that um, people aren't that highly anticipated for his album or mixtape? So yeah. Now we're going to switch it up and get into gaming. Getting into gaming, we're going to talk about a game that I thought wouldn't be as talked about because of another game coming after it. But seeing that that's a buggy mess in Cyberpunk 2077. It seems that Assassin's Creed Valhalla was re released at the right time uh, slot because this game looks great compared to Cyberpunk. I mean, it has its own bugs and issues that Ubisoft is notorious for putting in their games. But at the same time, I mean, at least you can get from point A to point B without having stuff spawn on you or spawn against you or game breaking bugs that won't even, won't even lo uh, load you into the next mission. So obviously we're talking about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So this is the latest uh, Ubisoft attempt at a huge open world action adventure game. And one of the things about this is that it's sending the players to ancient Egypt. Well, it had the players go to ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. But now with this Assassin's, you're going to um, a setting that's around, based around the Viking invasion of Britain. With players either taking a role of male or female as they become entangled in war between the assassins and templars so assassins for those who are huge assassins fans you probably know the core story by now assassins versus versus templars and a lot of things go on in between so that's kind of how assassins is able to go from setting to setting and still fit it into that core like assassins versus templars because the, the premise is very not generic but it's very broad where they can put so much detail into it that it kind of makes sense it's kind of like the mcu you have a foundation and you just build upon it so much that people stop really critiquing you for some of the little uh 
things that don't add up in the storyline. It's like it's kind of like yeah, they have so many games nowadays that you got to give them a little bit of a pass. Like it, it mostly makes sense. So we're gonna let it rock. So this is you're basically playing as a Viking. And the reviews actually came out for this game. Um, it, it launched on no t November 10th for Xbox Series X and S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Stadia. Before coming to the PlayStation 5 on November 12th. And or uh, 19th. I think that it was released in different time regions. But anyways, okay, getting into the actual review roundup. One of the reviewers said that Ubisoft has nailed the world, the music, and made some smart refinements to how it plays. The early build I played was a bit janky in parts, though it feels like the game could do with a fair bit more polish at this point. Still, I'm excited to see the final thing when it releases later this year. So a lot of reviewers had like high praise for this game. IGN gave this an 8 out of 10. GameSpot gave this an 8 out of 10. Game Informer gave this a 9.25 out of 10, which I don't even know how they came up with that 0.25. Like, I don't, I don't understand. But they probably explained it in their rating system. I would hope they did. So, anyways. Uh, games radar gave this a 4.5 out of 5 so a lot of these this was just a pc gamer gave this a 92 like this game was very well received and highly had high uh critical acclaim like critically acclaimed um getting into ign's because that's one of the few that's one of the ones i go to a lot because the way they break it down at the end is something that i like to go to because not a lot of like nobody's trying to read a whole book and these uh not thesis that those are short for those that take those type of classes but <laughs> nobody's trying to read a whole essay over a uh, a video game like come like just give me the verdict give me the pros and cons and let me make a decision so what IGN had to say about Assassin's Creed is that it's a very huge world world uh very beautiful which something that cyberpunk <laughs> Okay, I'm not gonna be slandering Cyberpunk like Xbox, but come on now, it's just, it just the jokes kind of write themselves. Like I saw somebody say that Cyberpunk 2077 is uh, Xbox first real exclusive, and I was just that that was just funny. Like that was that was hilarious because if, for those that don't know, P PlayStation took took them off the PSN store uh, digitally, so you can only get a hard copy because it was like we're not we're not dealing with that. We're not giving y'all refunds, and we, if we have to give y'all refunds, we'll just take the game off our store. So yeah, um, CD Projekt Red was kind of upset about that. They put out another statement saying that, oh, we didn't know they was going to do this, but we, we'll still give you a refund. Anyways, back to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They said that it walks a fine line between historical tourism, top shelf conspiracy theory, and veiled uh, mysticism against the backdrop of a grounded and focused story just look at that type of description see this is why IGN gets paid the big bucks that's crazy anyways it says that as a fresh take on several of the series established loot and quest systems helps the player keep things fluid and nuanced though the progression could use refinement that those these are, are IGN words not mine and they said there is also a bigger than usual Horde of bugs and blemishes to contend with 
from start to finish. What's up with these games not being finished? Like, you want to blame COVID, but at the same time, if it has, well, I'm so conflicted on that because with Cyberpunk, like, it literally doesn't even work. So at least it works. Like, it's kind of like, take the good with the bad. You know, some people try to take it without, but then you don't get anything. So with Assassin's Creed, it seems like it was a buggy mess. But it wasn't as bad as Cyberpunk. <laughs> so you can get through the game. And they said the expansion is as memorable and dense as an Assassin's Creed has ever been. And it makes great use of the new consoles. So what from what I get out of this and from what you probably get out of this is that Assassin's Valhalla is a is a huge open world experience. And they put a lot in it to, for you to do. Whether you want to do it. Whether you want to spend 30 hours in front of a screen doing the side quests and main quests and leveling up your character is up to you. People spend their time in, in, a, in a variety of different ways. Like it is, you'll be amazed at how some, people, how some people spend their time compared to others. But Assassin's Creed, <laughs> but Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a huge... Um, step in the right direction because with Ubisoft the Assassin's Creed brand was kind of getting tainted as they dropped some kind of duds behind Odyssey there was one or two games behind Odyssey that they was going and Odyssey was the one before this one it was one or two games they dropped behind Odyssey that wasn't the the high the, the best of games they could have made which is why they started releasing Assassin's Creed new titles by bi-yearly so well hopefully i use that right every other year is what i was trying to say and the reasons for that is because assassin's creed valhalla is a is a huge open world game but but so was odyssey so it's one of those things that is releasing every other year but at the same time they're putting a lot of they're putting a lot into it like they're not just taking a time just to be lazy like they're actually using that time to actually put more quests into the game for you to put more hours into like i know people who have put so many hours into odyssey and couldn't wait until assassin's creed valhalla came out so it was one of those things that it was just bound to have a good uh release because well for the first week a lot of people thought it would get out it would get drowned out by cyberpunk 2077 but we see that game doesn't even work on ps4 so with Assassin's Creed Valhalla actually working and being a respectable addition to the Assassin's Creed franchise is, is just a testament to how far this brand has came to it being literally the Call of Duty of these type of action adventure world games. A lot of brands wish they can do that. And not a lot of brands pull it off. Not a lot of people care a lot to keep coming back to another iteration of your game or another addition to your game. Like some people would just be like, no, I'm good with my uh, one game and I don't like your other game. Like that happens sometimes. But with Valhalla is being is being critically acclaimed and the fans are seeming to love it. One fan was loving it too much as they proposed the question was it was it a game as service and for those that don't know what that is basically think of a working marvel avengers like if that game would have actually worked and, and cared about the people playing the game and respected their time 
then that would have been a game as service because it would have kept going and had multiple DS DLC space throughout a certain time span. So a fan, Assassin's Creed fan, brought this up and was wondering, asking if uh, Assassin's Creed was a game as service. And it was saying that multiple DLC space throughout a, a time period kind of makes it a game of service. But in my response to that, if it's an open world game, there's no way it can be a game of service because it's really just a game that's once you beat it, it's it. Like that's not, there's no, there's DLC, but at the same time, it could, like the Outer Worlds, the way you beat that game, it completely shuts off and gives you an end credit and then that's it. But if you want to play the DLC, you have to go to a certain save point to, before you play that last mission and then do the DLC. So some campaigns campaigns end and some of them don't. But at the same time, they come with different um, obstacles for how to implement DLCs. So with Valhalla, it, players was already saying it took about 60 to 100 hours. And that's a lot. But Ubisoft is determined to keep players satisfied by putting out more DLC, which will probably be paid for. I mean, I wouldn't imagine them putting out a 60, putting an addition out to a already 60 to 100 hour game and not having to pay for it. Like at that point, you just might as well make your whole service free because at that point, you're just giving away money. Like you're not making any money at that point. So... Uh, that's why a fan thought that Valhalla was a game of service just because it was long no other in-depth complex like giving the meaning of life type reason it was just that was it it was just because it was long they think it's a game of service which it's not like I just kind of explained <laughs> so making a game of service is not the easiest thing as you saw with uh, Square Enix and Marvel Avengers making a game of service even with the best characters in the world you can still slip up and with Assassin's Creed finally, finally turning around the brand with the Ubisoft. It's something that's not highlighted enough as game as services are hard to make. Assassin's Creed is not one of those, but for people to think it is, that means that Ubisoft is putting a lot into the game for players to be satisfied and sit down for like 10 hours and still feel like they haven't even cracked they haven't even taken a bite out the game yet. So it's a testament that Ubisoft is not really a slight to the fan. I just wanted to point that out that a lot of fans were saying that this may be a game in service. But like I just explained, it's definitely not. And let me know. Click my link tree in my bio. Uh, let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of... Do you think Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a game in service? And is Assassin's Creed Valhalla good or not? So yeah, that's all I really had for uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now we're going to switch it up and get into pop culture. Okay, getting into pop culture. This is one of the more in this is one of the most interesting topics I've seen come across like my feed kind of uh surprised me even. And I'm just going to get straight into it. The cops was ordered to give young boy, NBA young boy his cash back. Like that was like they were just ordered to give him his cash back. And as to why, that, that's what we're gonna get into with this segment. So 
backing it up a little bit and getting into the story the police baton rouge was ordered to return 47,000 they took from rapper nba Youngboy uh when he was arrested in september the cops seized the cash because they raided his house as members of nba Youngboy, uh his members of his crew and the bo- bottom boy gorilla i don't know what that is uh, group was shooting a rap video in his house September 28th. The authorities also confiscated drugs and 14 guns along with NBA Youngboy's cash. <clears throat> but as of today, fast forwarding to, uh, fast forwarding to the president, president, a local judge agreed that the seizure of NBA Youngboy's cash was illegal and unconstitutional. Okay, I can't even talk today. Uncosted. Okay, nah, I'm just. I guess we just not saying that word today. Hold on, I'm gonna get it. Just, just give me one second. Unconstitutional. <laughs> I think, I think I said that word right. I don't even know. Anyway, we're gonna, we're gonna. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, I can read. I can read for real. I think. So, uh, investigate. <laughs> investigators are still reviewing the evidence collected during the uh, september 28th raid but they were ordered to give back the the money to nba young boy so i bring up this story just to talk about how the cops literally went to a group gathering of nba young boy's crew and his bottom gorilla gang or whatever they was called and just took whatever they deemed to be something they could put them in jail for and now that was kind of my just put bringing this back full circle that's kind of my point with the rowdy rebel segment if you're listening to the whole pod like as an episode then you already would have heard it my my deal with that is just hip-hop promotes so much violence and just it it glorifies certain things that objectifies humans in a way that's not doesn't put them in the greatest of lights when you other genres that know nothing about hip-hop see that like when doesn't put them in great lights when they see that but when you have rare and i mean rare artists like jay-z and drake doing things with big companies like nfl or nike or apple it it shows that hip-hop artists aren't all just to put it in the plain terms that they're not all below average when it comes to mental um capabilities <laughs> like i don't know how, i don't know how else to put it in a nicer way because the view in a certain way so when artists like drake and jay-z and nas and eminem and kendrick and j cole they when they speak and actually form sentences that make sense to humans they put a better light on the hip-hop culture as a whole but for people like let's just say for people that promote a certain lifestyle and live that lifestyle to to monetize off their actual music because people actually believe them or believe their lifestyle is exactly what their music is portraying it, it paints a negative picture so for this is not surprising but for them to get ordered to give the cash back is definitely surprising as usually 
it doesn't go that way like usually the ball doesn't bounce our way most times when it comes to police encounters police and legal matters and just the legal system in general the system is was intended to put us behind bars and to hold us in confinement so that well i don't really want to get into all that but you know basically y'all know what happened with with certain drugs being put into certain communities those communities weren't worked on those communities weren't reported to by policemen that was there to protect but for some reason they didn't go to that community often and that happened like stuff started happening where they was protecting each other formed gangs to protect each other and then gangs turned into something else so systematic depression but <laughs> like that was kind of a left turn but anyways getting back into the whole cops or being ordered to give nba young boy his money back that was just one of the things i really wanted to touch on as that's a huge reason for rappers not even wanting to talk good about the police or even promote police or just it's a lot of things that go obviously it's not just because nba young boy was wrongly accused but even the baby he was he had a lot of run-ins with the law and i'm not saying that these people don't attract that certain type of energy but if they're legal and they're not hurting anybody or they're, they're following the law then there's no reason to pick on them for no like just for anything and switching gears up a little bit with NBA Youngboy, uh, I think he's dropping a project like March, I think. Um, I think he's dropping it pretty soon in 2021 because, you know, NBA Youngboy drops music every time he like goes to the bathroom. So he's not one of those that holds on to anything he creates. Like he just drops it. He he finishes the album yesterday. It's already out by today. Like it's, he's one of those that just never holds on to his music. Uh, never takes a break always putting out music and his music his music sells but i believe it could sell a lot more and he would be hot with a name like nba young boy you can't really go too far with that name because you have to change it eventually which i think he had to change it i think he's called like just young boy now but anyways so with him putting out music at such a frequent rate i think it waters down the, the monetization that he could be getting at a certain singles because when you put out a single but well, you've already had 32 albums out this year they're like uh, well it's just like another song it, it sounds like the other 800 songs you gave us so sometimes you just have to keep those and at the same time know which ones work and which ones don't get the right people to listen to it keep that one and put them all together at the end and make an album it's kind of like that young thug syndrome when when i thought so much fun he really figured it out um because young thug puts out good projects but so much fun was great in my opinion like that i love i really like beautiful uh thugger girls i think that's what the album was called when he was like the the country type album when he was uh, singing and this crooning on the beat on the instrumentals and he had that song with uh future called relationships one of the best songs i think thuggers ever put out and he, he had a lot of um country type songs in that album he had one with the girl she was singing i think it was uh why am i talking about young thug but <laughs> anyways i think i was just saying that totally forgot that that young thug 
tangent was so left field I forgot what I was originally talking about but anyways uh NBA young boy he needs to stop putting out music every time he orders pizza you know what I mean or every time he orders food so he can get more out of his singles and not have to deal with the the bad publicity that you will eventually get from putting out music every other day so yeah that's all I really have for your NBA young boy and just his situation. Um, click on link tree in my bio and let me know on my social medias. Do you think police target hip hop artists specifically more than any other genre? Or is it just a coincidence? So yeah, going back over the pod as a whole. We talked about in the quarter of the pod, we talked about Rowdy Rebel and how he... Um, was looked at as a real run <laughs> I can't talk today as a real one because of what he went through and how he handled the whole situation and Bobby Schmurder respectively is regarded in the same light then we got into music where we talked about Lil Wayne No Ceilings 3 B-side where I talked about how Lil Wayne raps but is something that doesn't really cause people like it doesn't cause the world to stop like it used to and i don't know if it's because it was just a mixtape and not only was it just a mixtape it was side b of a mixtape so if side a was already out and people already got a taste of what it could have been but it's just a weird dynamic to where lil wayne puts out music and it just doesn't stop the world like it, he's to the point now where he's really just a legacy act getting into gaming we talked about assassin's creed valhalla and assassin's creed valhalla is one of the best games Ubisoft put out this year as they put out a lot of games but I think they really put out Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed and another game they, they developed out in a certain time period because they knew Assassin's Creed Valhalla was gonna take over at the end of the cycle so they just knew they put Valhalla at the end for a reason they knew once Valhalla came out that was gonna be the best attempt at getting monet uh, or getting a lot of cash to roll in and ubisoft delivered with delivered with assassin's creed valhalla which is not automatic as i kind of talked about in the actual segment it's not automatic that assassin's creed game is going to be good just because it's coming out every other year but now it's seeming like that's slowly but surely being the brand that's that's rebuilt at uh ubisoft at the hands of ubisoft then lastly, we got into the pop culture where I talked about the hip hop culture again with cops ordering being ordered to give NBA Youngboy his 47,000 back. And I talked about how that came about and why they even took it in the first place. And I also talked about NBA Youngboy's situation while also going on a wild young thug tension. I still don't know where I was getting at with that. But and then also just talking about how hip hop kind of brings that energy. But at the same time. It's like a love-hate relationship with hip-hop. And I kind of... That was the whole premise of the episode, I believe. Let me know what you think about that whole uh, thing. Like, that, just that whole hip-hop attracting negative energy. Is that a real thing, or am I just making that up? So, yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Notorious Mass Effect podcast. And don't be afraid to send me a voice message... Voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode. Click my link tree in my bio to 
access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities my latest and greatest activities make sure to share this podcast and rate this five stars on apple music because um people a lot like a, a number of people listen to my podcast on apple Podcasts, and the reviews are i think there's like one review up there and for the amount of people that listen to it on apple Podcasts, i mean hopefully I don't know if y'all don't let me not say y'all don't know how to use technology because obviously y'all listening to my podcast y'all know how to press a couple buttons not nah, just playing but um just w- if you will leave a review of the podcast if if you actually enjoy it if you don't i mean it's 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 all cool but if if you will leave a review of the podcast and just um talk about how you like it and the apple podcast i'm not even talking about how you like it just rate it five stars and it will go up on the algorithms and so we can affect more people but i'm definitely messing up my whole outro so let me get back to it but yeah share this podcast and rate this five stars on apple Podcasts. this is helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect